Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello, and welcome to the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. And I'm Jackson. Here with the joke. What kind of shoes do the Valentine ninjas wow? Sneakers! Get it? Thanks for that joke, Jackson. Now, last time on the Kid Stories podcast, I left you with kind of a cliffhanger. We heard the episode Momo Takes a Break Part 1, in which Momo tried to take a little break, and it didn't turn out quite so well. Mysterious Mr. Max ended up blasting him and some new friends with some very strong sleep smoke. But now we rejoin Master Momo and his new friends, Callan, Grayson, Daisy, and Brinley. Master Momo woke in a small jail cell. The walls, ceiling, and floor were made of hard, cold cement. The doors were made of steel bars, and they were locked. Momo looked out between the heavy steel bars and saw a simple room with some tables and chairs and piles of junk. Also, Momo noticed that outside of his cell, all the walls and ceiling and floor were dirt. We must be underground, he thought. Momo saw no one, but he heard some shuffling. Callan, Momo whispered. Callan, is that you? Hey, Momo, we're here, answered Callan. Are you all in a cell next to mine? asked Momo. I guess. Do you know where we are? Not exactly, but I know who's behind all this. A powerful wizard named Max. The mysterious Mr. Max. And now that I think about it, he was probably behind all this. He was probably setting me up the entire time, waiting until I got to the forest to spring his trap. Sorry you guys got all wrapped up in this, but don't worry, I'll get us out of here. No worries, Momo, said Callan. Grayson spotted the key a minute ago. I think we can get it. Momo turned his attention to the room outside the cells. He looked everywhere and finally noticed a key hanging from a stick that had been jammed into the dirt wall. It was on the other side of the room, near a hallway entrance. Momo then felt around the cell looking for anything useful. How are you going to get that key? he asked the kids. Oh, yeah, I had a fish hook in my pocket, see, said Grayson. And Brinley pulled a long thread from her shirt. And we found a rock 
to add for weight, and now we just need to aim just right. We can we can toss the rock at the key and hope the fish hook latches onto it, and if it does, we'll be able to pull it to us. Momo was impressed with the resourcefulness of the kids, but doubted the plan would actually work. It would take some impressive aim to get the hook on that key ring, especially considering that Max or his men could return to the room any minute now. Momo watched as the kids tried and tried and tried. Finally, Callan held the stone in his hand and pressed his body against the steel bars so his entire arm was sticking out. Brinley held the thread up so that he had some slack and it wouldn't get tangled. Callan took aim and launched the stone so it just dropped over the hook that the key was on. Then he slowly pulled the thread back over until the hook latched onto the key ring. He pulled it back away from the wall and the key slipped off the stick and fell to the floor. Then Callan pulled it gently the rest of the way until he had it in his cell. Momo heard the kids whisper cheering, Yes! Awesome! Just like fishing, Momo, said Callan. Except we're not going to eat the key. Callan reached his hand through the bars and unlocked their cell door. They emptied out into the room and Callan put the key in Momo's lock, hoping they could all just rush out of there. The key slipped into the lock just fine, but wouldn't turn either way. Must be the wrong key, said Momo. Something tells me Max is keeping my cell key in his pocket. He's tickled pink to have finally captured me and wouldn't leave my cell key just laying about. Now listen, you kids go on and get out of here. Head out to the dojo and tell Tim and Ray where I am and they'll come to rescue me. Nah, said Callan calmly. I I don't want to do that. Do you guys want to do that? Callan asked the others. We can't leave you here, Master Momo, said Daisy. Oh, come on now, said Momo. Max is serious business. I'll get out of this, but I can't put you guys in danger. Now get out of here. Nah, said Grayson. We'll figure something out. So the kids hung the key back on the stick stuck in the dirt wall, and they went back to their jail cell. They closed the door but didn't lock it and they whispered together, plotting different ways to help Momo escape. They really only figured one way. If Max had the key, then they had to find Max and get it from him. Even though the room itself was just underground somewhere, the jail cells were secure. Big cement rooms with solid steel bars, no way out without a key. Besides, the kids had their own set of skills that would come in handy. All right, Momo, said Callan. Here's our plan. If Max has the key, then we need to get it from him. He'll think the cell door is still locked, and when he gets close, we'll slam it open in his face. Once we get the key, we get you out and rush out of here quick as lightning. Got it? No, I don't got it, said Momo, now quite frustrated that the kids had decided to stay. Not only did Momo want to get the kids out of danger, he didn't really want to deal with them during an escape. He figured they'd just get in the way. That's an awful plan. You've never seen anyone like Max. He's one of the most powerful wizards in the valley. Oh yeah? Then why does he live underground like a mole? Asked Brindley. If I was a powerful wizard, I'd build myself a magical mansion with a fountain and a treehouse. Oh, and a swimming pool, 
interrupted Daisy. Oh, and a couple fish ponds, too, suggested Callan. Definitely some fish ponds, added Grayson. You know, after we get the key from this Max guy, maybe we can take his magic wand, too, and make a mansion for real, and... That's enough, said Momo. You guys are driving me crazy. If you think... Momo was interrupted with sounds coming from the hallway near the jail cells. A few seconds later, two bandits entered the room. All right, let's check on you prisoners. Just when the bandit got close to their door, Callan reared back and kicked the door open as hard as he could. The heavy door made of iron bars slammed into the bandit, and he was knocked across the floor. The other bandit went to grab Callan, but he leaped back into the cell and closed the door again. And the bandit, suddenly quite angry, went to grab the door and open it up, but just as he got close, Callan again kicked the door as hard as he could, and it cracked this bandit and knocked him onto the ground as well. Now both bandits were knocked out and on the floor. What should we do with these bandits? wondered Callan. I don't know. Send them back to school? They are not smart, said Grayson. Before the kids could figure out what to do with the knocked-out bandits, they heard a voice from down the hall. What's all that racket? The kids all rushed back into the jail cell and closed the door, again without locking it. Max came into the room and was instantly confused by the two bandits knocked out, laying on the floor, but everyone else still in their cells. "'What is all this?' he said. "'Did you do this, Momo?' "'Seriously? You think I knocked out a couple of henchmen and then locked myself back in my cell?' "'Well, how did this happen?' barked Max. "'I don't know. Maybe they just kind of ran into each other. They're not really too bright, you know.' Yes, well, it is very difficult to find capable henchmen these days, said Max. I gotta go to the bathroom, said Callan. Me too, said Grayson. Me too, said Brinley. Oh, me too, said Daisy. That's ridiculous, said Max. Why would you all need to go to the bathroom at the same time? You're fine. Just quiet down and I'll bring you some food later. Bring some towels too, please, said Callan. What? Why do you need towels? Oh, you know, to clean up all the pee that's going to be everywhere because you won't let us go to the bathroom, said Callan. Max glared at him. He was already done with these kids. He didn't want them around anyway. He only brought them down here because they happened to be with Momo. And now he was thinking that perhaps he should have his henchmen drop them off somewhere, somewhere far away. All right, said Max. You can all have a quick potty break. The kids watched Max approach their cell. He had an extra set of keys in his cloak, and he pulled them all out. He flipped through a few keys until he came to the correct one. Then he took another step closer, and BAM! The kids all slammed the steel bar door open, and it smashed into Max. He was completely taken by surprise and was knocked back onto the ground. The kids wasted no time and leaped onto him trying to grab the key ring. Grayson and Callan held him down while Daisy and Brinley pulled the key ring from his hand. They snatched it away quickly, and Daisy tossed it to Momo. Momo noticed that the key ring had about 20 keys on it, and they were all somewhat similar. He was going to need to work fast to try and find the one that would work for the lock on his door. So he reached his hand through the bars of the cage and began trying the keys one at a time to open the door. 
Meanwhile, the kids were still trying to hold down Max, and it wasn't working. He threw them off and yelled out, Henches! Any minute now, the room would be filled with Max's henchmen. Max reached into his cloak and pulled out his magic staff. It was about the size of a fighting stick, kind of like a small baseball bat. He swung the stick at Grayson, and a stream of frost and snow shot out toward the boy. Grayson ducked, and the wall behind him was streaked with ice. Callan lunged forward and grabbed Max's magical staff with both hands, thinking that if they could take that away from him, Max wouldn't be so tough. Now, through the years, many people had tried to simply wrestle his staff away from him, and Max was prepared for this. Electricity shot through Callan's body, and he was launched backward, slamming against the wall of the room. Now, Grayson tried to knock Max down. Also trying to avoid his magical staff, Max took a step back and released a magic blast from his staff at Grayson, who waved his hand in front of his body, and the blast exploded in the air before it reached him. It was like Grayson waving his hand acted like a shield. Now, Max was shocked that his magical blast was so easily deflected. Callan stood up, and from across the room he leaped ten feet through the air, and his foot landed squarely in Max's back, knocking him onto his face. Max stood up and held each hand straight out to his side. One hand pointed at Callan and one hand pointed at Grayson. Using his magic, Max held the boys in place. They were completely frozen and couldn't move. Daisy and Brinley, still standing near Momo's cell, got Max's attention. They began dancing, and when they did, music seemed to come from all around them. Light, tinkling music. Max was confused and looked up at them. Daisy and Brinley spun and danced in time to the music and sang an enchanting tune. Here I dance and spin in time. Now I see your staff is mine. Max felt stuck during their song, like he couldn't move or speak, and he felt compelled to watch and listen to them. Then Max looked down to see that his hand was empty. He turned and looked at the girls and noticed Daisy holding his magical staff. Somehow their song had come true. Now this made Max irate. He had spent years outwitting and fighting some of the most fearsome people in the entire valley, and now, in his own lair, these kids were going against him and, and had the audacity to take his staff. Enough is enough, thought Max. He picked up a wooden chair next to him and launched it at Daisy. She ducked, and the chair shattered on Momo's cell door, where Momo was still working to find the correct key. He was already through about half the keys and would be out in no time. But by now, Max's henchmen were clomping down the underground hallway, yelling, We're coming, boss! Grayson turned his attention to the hallway, waiting for the henchmen to enter. After Max threw the chair, he went right for Daisy, who was still holding his staff. Max reached into his cloak and pulled out a small vial that glowed red. He uncorked the vial and threw it at Daisy. Callan yelled, Daisy! and leaped between Max and his sister. As Callan dove, he reached up and grabbed the glowing red vial and the glass broke in his hand. He fell to the ground with a thud, completely frozen stiff, his body still in the same position as when he was diving and reaching up. Callan, 
yelled Daisy, and she jumped onto her brother as he lay on the ground, trying to shake him awake. But he wasn't moving. The vial that Max threw at him was a freezing potion of some sort. Max lunged forward at Daisy, grasping to get his staff from her. Daisy looked up and swung the staff so it was pointed at Max. Daisy had never used a magical staff before, but she held it out, pointed at Max, and focused all her attention on him. And in a flash, there was an explosion, and Max was blasted backward and slammed against the wall. Daisy then pointed the staff at Callan, again, not really knowing what would happen, but she focused all her energy into her brother. And through the magical staff, a beam of light covered him, and his body loosened up, and he wasn't frozen stiff anymore. He stood up a bit groggy from being frozen. Now, Callan and Max, Callan saw Max knocked against the wall, and he was slowly getting up. He saw Grayson trying to keep the henchmen from entering the room by throwing anything and everything at them down the hall, like chairs, books, plates, really anything you could find laying around in this room. But the henchmen were getting closer, and Max was standing up, and he'd be back in the fight soon. Callan leaped onto Max, knocking him back down and ripping potions from his pockets. The kids realized now the danger they were in. Uh, stuck in a small underground room, they didn't even really know where they were. Well, there were two hallways leading out of this room. One was full of henchmen, and the other one seemed clear. Max, still still battling with Callan on the ground. But Callan had time to turn to Daisy and Brinley, and he yelled, Run! Daisy and Brinley instinctively stepped toward the open hallway, but they stopped before they reached it. They knew not to split the party. They weren't going to leave Grayson and Callan and Momo. They turned, and Brinley joined Callan in attacking Max. Daisy pointed the magical staff at the hallway with the henchmen, a loud blast shot from the staff, and large dirt clods fell from the earthen ceiling and half buried the henchmen. Then there was a shout that froze the room. Max? Everyone turned to see Master Momo, having finally found the correct key to unlock his cell. He turned to Daisy and held out his hand. She gave the magic wand to him. If only you could handle a group of kids. Then maybe you'd finally get me for good, said Momo. Momo tossed Max's magical staff to Grayson and said, Hold this for a sec. Then he picked Max up off the ground and tossed him in one of the cells and slammed the heavy steel door. He packed the henchman into the other cell and slammed that door as well. And we'll be taking the keys and the staff, said Momo. Good luck getting out, Max. Before they all left, the girls stood in front of Max's cell and began another mesmerizing dance. As they gently spun, they sang, You put us in jail and broke our hearts. Now you're in jail and you stink like farts. They finished their song and dance, and Max sniffed and grimaced, holding his nose. He glared at the girls and grumbled, even the henchmen from the next cell could smell him. Wow, boss, one of them said. You smell awful. Those girls made you smell like farts for sure. Oh, be quiet, yelled Max. You're the worst henchman ever. Momo and Callan led the party down a hallway and eventually found their way out of the tunnels and up to the surface. 
they came out near the edge of the forest. So, after seeing you four in action, I think maybe you should pay a visit to my friend Professor Pilsen over at the academy, said Momo. Oh, we know that place, said Callan. It's just south of here. Yeah, I think they may be able to give you four a bit better training there, given your particular abilities. So, about that magical staff we grabbed from Max, said Brindley, any chance we can use it to make a mansion real quick? Oh, please, Master Momo, pleaded Daisy. We'll make a room just for you for when you come to visit. Momo thought for a minute and said, Absolutely not. The staff will be turned over to the witches and wizards of the rock fields to protect. Nice try, though. Maybe when you improve your powers, you can do a little dance and make a mansion appear out of thin air or something. The kids all laughed, and Momo led them all out of the forest and south to the academy. The end. Thanks for listening to today's episode. It seems like the academy is getting more and more students. I think in some of our future episodes... We'll need to see how all those kids are progressing with their powers and abilities and adventures. Remember, if you'd like to share a drawing or would like a shout-out, feel free to email me at kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios.